banter before we get started. Yeah, well, you know. Back into that sneaker debate. I've done some research since our last conversation. I will say those Wave Runners are hard to fucking compete with. I'm, I've been telling this nigga that. I will say that. It's yeah, the, the Yeezys. Uh, the Yeezys. But I still don't think there's been a better shoe than the Red October, though. There's a singular shoe in that uh, Kanye collection. <laughs> nigga. Nigga, please. Them this nigga's 40 plus talking about I need a trainer. Uh-uh. But can we agree on that? There's nothing better than the Red Octobers as nah, of now. No, I disagree. As of yeah. now? As of now. From the uh, Yay collection. Like the look of the shoe or like if you're actually wearing the shoe, like the comfort and all that. Like, I mean, like fashion is pa- fa- fashion is fashion pain. Is, fashion is past comfort. Yeah, man. Like, nigga. Yeah, it's pain, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, when I wear Jordan 11s, my feet hurt. But them bitches look good, though. <laughs> That's... I hate fuck. I hate the way Jordan 11s fell on feet. Like, Jordan 4s. No, 11s are my favorite. I would say 1s, 3s, 5s, 7s, 11s, 13s. 1 and 4. That's it for me. 1 and 4. I just love a good... And I people, people need to stop talking shit about mids, bro. What the fuck? When did mids I hate, become... I hate the mids, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Like, what, with, with a good skinny jean, good skinny jean, and bitches look nice, man. I mean, yeah, you... I mean, you could get away with it, but I'm saying if you if you around the guys's... When, Con- when Kanye and Pharrell did it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nigga, your jeans are skinny now. Skinnier. Skinnier. You ain't wearing <laughs> the fucking... Yeah, yeah. You ain't wearing them big-ass fucking... Uh, big baggy motherfuckers. 501s. When, when I first got down here, niggas was dressing like Kevin Gates in 2014. Mm-hmm. Like every nigga. Like, yeah. every, like every nigga. Fucking... Fi- no, no. Yeah, niggas bro. wearing 501s and like oversized polo shirts. No, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh. Y'all remember when the fucking horse kept getting bigger and bigger on the shirts? But that's how you knew they were from the flea markets? No, nah, that ass. You know you got them bitches from uh, from Cortana. <laughs> you know them bitches it's like surplus. <laughs> that, bitch, that bitch came with, with a pack of band-aids. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole shirt was a fucking horse. <laughs> Welcome back, niggas. We are back. <laughs> Welcome back to episode seven, y'all. And we'll name this podcast later podcast. I am one of the three hosts. My name is... DJ. I am uh, Lord Dexter Nicholas. It's Petey. We have a new, new member of the team, guys. New member of the team. We have our very <clears> own <throat> Savon the Don, BT, a.k.a. Terrell is me. Nigga, where do you go by so we can fucking get your shit at it? This nigga's name is BT. That was, put a little bass in your voice, nigga. Say it with your chest. <laughs> it's hard to be hard when you're sitting on This nigga sounds like an element off the periodic table. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we got some really good topics to get into this week. We really, really, really want to give a big shout out to the police officers this week, guys. Y'all ain't killed none of us this week, so mm. we ain't got to talk about y'all this mm. week. No, it's the perfect trade off. Thank you for doing your fucking job somewhat okay and not killing us in the process. Also, shout out to the whites. Ain't no school shootings happen. We know ain't no school going on right now, but shout out to y'all for keeping the guns down and not popping niggas for no reason. So. <laughs> So, <laughs> no, I'm joking, y'all, for the most part. Um, we got some real good topics to get into this week, y'all. This episode is really, really, really heavily based on some anti-shit. So, we're going to talk about anti-maskers. We're going to talk about the fucking reoccurring topic of some anti-gay shit within our own community that we are so fucking tired of mm-hmm. discussing. But it, it has to be discussed, bro, because they keep giving us material mm-hmm. and shit. 
And we also want to talk about uh, mental health. Mental health, as it relates to uh, the situation with Simone Biles this week, kind of opened up our eyes to um, how the new generation takes on mental health and how they really prioritize it and how even people are part of the millennial group don't really understand what real mental health is and what it's like to, you know, to really, like, take that shit serious. So first topic I want to get into, y'all, is um, this anti-vaxxing situation, right? So we are still balls deep in a fucking pandemic. People are still dying. People are still catching this new variant of the coronavirus. And we're still seeing people actively push this anti-vaccine narrative, this anti-mask narrative. So what have been y'all thoughts around this shit that y'all been seeing so far? I I have just a a flat-out question. What the fuck is this Delta variant? Is this like... To where you can get like a separate flight at a discounted rate. What? It seems that way, nigga. It's, discount, so. it's discounted death. The flight so. to hell is a little faster there. Okay, cool. For anybody who doesn't know, in my other life, I'm a virologist. Just so y'all know, like that was my dream job. Once I found out that it was a job, um, but basically, is it kind of like the police academy though, where you have to get like AIDS and beat it to be a viro- virologist? Well, then I wouldn't do it. AIDS is a little bit too chlamydia. I would do, but like this nigga said, the clap. I'll take it. Yeah, you have AIDS. to fight it off to become it. Yeah, AIDS is too much of a commitment. I, you know, that ain't for me. Um, so basically, every every virus that we know of mutates throughout a season, right? So that's why every year you have to get a new flu shot. The difference with the flu is that we know we can predict what it's going to do because the disease has been around so long. We have so much so much data on it, um, but the COVID-19, SARS-CoV-19 has mutated into a couple of different things. I know there's Delta, there's Lambda, and I think Omega is the next one. Um, they come from different parts of the world um, based the, on... The niggas at HBCUs. <laughs> I was just about to say, this sounds like a whole fucking That's what I'm saying, like bro. What the niggas' friend. colors is. I'll never go to their party. I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess I now like, we, we can make, <laughs> I guess now we can make ICUs HBCU-themed, and that would kind of work, you know, a little Damn. bit. Uh, but the Delta variant is... Uh, a mutation of the COVID-19 virus that is much more contagious and much more uh, deadly and moves yeah. quicker throughout the body. So that is the Delta variant broken down. Yeah, I don't a want little that. Bit. I don't want it either. Yeah. Uh, Flo caught it. Y'all know my friend. Um, Flo, yeah, he, yeah, he caught yeah, he it. he canceled the uh, show for that. Yeah, them. he did. Um, and it was not fun for him. Um, is he all right? Yeah, he's fine. He, he, um, Develop some stuff afterwards and, and whatnot, but he's out and about living his life. But there was like four or five days there where we were really, really, really nervous. You know, he had ended up in the ER and all of that. Shit. And so yeah, it was, was he uh, vexed? No, he wasn't. No. Um, see. But I don't I don't think he's anti vax. I just think he never like really prioritized it more than anything. Um and so if that and and uh Montreal, who y'all met, right. uh his his mom has it right now. Uh, also, not anti-vax. Just didn't prioritize getting it vax. But I'm gonna let you talk about your. How do we? How do we get that to like the forefront to getting people to like taking this shit seriously? To where, you know, it needs to be on the forefront of our minds. Like, like we could have died. It's it's yeah. Bro, I think until it happens to somebody that's close to somebody, like it really, like it really don't hit home and mm-hmm. shit. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of us think, oh, because we're young, we're healthy, and sh- oh, we're, we're, we we. We are perceived to be healthy. Right. Like, we don't focus on that shit as much as we should, but, like, bro, people just got to stop thinking about self in that situation. I think if you think about how can this affect your elderly neighbor, 
how can this affect like your parents and shit mm-hmm. like that? Because all the old people I know are vaccinated, bro. I don't come across a lot of old folks that ain't. It's the younger people who have access to it who just refuse to do it. And then you yeah, have the I mean, misinformation motherfuckers too. I mean, older older people have have more wisdom. They know their life is on the line, so their decision making is a bit is a bit more conservative. Exactly. Yeah. We're we're like you know we'll get to it when we want to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, just like how we study for exams two days before, maybe the night before. So mm-hmm. it's not. It's not like an expedient thing for us. So, I mean, when niggas is dying, mm-hmm. like, we just, I was just talking to my girl about this shit about, like, you know, going on vacation, thinking about going to Jamaica. And, like, as soon as you go to the resort site, they're like, you know, due to COVID guidelines, certain things may be canceled. So it's like, it's starting to affect niggas being outside again. Mm-hmm. They're going to shut yeah. this shit down. Well, and I, I don't think they should. Um, I, I really don't think they should. And it's actually using the um, anti vaskers maskers point against them, right? The infected people are 99.7, 9 out of 10 beds of people who have COVID right now are unvaccinated, right? So why would we shut down for unvaccinated people? For their stupidity. Yeah, when we when they wouldn't shut down when everyone was getting sick. And I think <clears throat> I think that's the difference. I was, a bit, I was originally against, like, vaccination cards and things like that. I was originally against it. I was like, that seems a little, you know, gestapo Like, that seems a little bit pre holocausty for me. But yeah. now... That's Senator Marjorie speaking yeah. for us. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it is. I mean, people had to show their, you know... They their made, card. They had to show their, their, their cars to show where they were from and whatnot. And I'm just not for it, you know? Um, and so... But now, now that we know who it is, I'm like, well, why? I'm vaxxed. Like, I'm not the problem. It's not, it's not everyone who's affected by this anymore. When In the beginning... Yep. In the beginning, when we were all getting sick, like no, like we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be back. But now that we know who's getting sick, maybe businesses need to start doing that. Maybe they need to start being like, you can't come in unless you're vaccinated. Um, nine out of, like I said, nine out of ten beds are people who are unvaccinated, and that one person who is vaccinated is usually older or has a comorbidity. It's not young folks. So I mean, I got, I got my sticker that showed that I got. You know, I got fully vaccinated when yeah. I left. I got the Pfizer. Shut off Pfizer, you my yeah. nigga. Same. You know what I'm saying? Fuck Johnson and Johnson and my <laughs> ops. I get Moderna over on this one. I'm fuck y'all niggas on, bro. I'm nigga, fuck I can't y'all fuck with Johnson and Johnson. They lotion is questionable, <laughs> hey, nigga. I, hey, when I found out Everything Johnson and Johnson... <laughs> we knew Johnson and Johnson ain't care about us when they was fucking with them white babies. Like, when That's they got saying, that... bro. Like, <laughs> when they got that lotion for hurting the white babies. How you gonna fuck over them little white babies, man? Yeah. My black ass. Exactly. I don't trust you. But as far as the anti-vaxxing goes... Like, I think we have to approach it from two different perspectives, honestly. Um, we can't confuse black people's hesitation to trust the U.S. government health system um, and, and equate that to white folks not wanting to be told what to do. Like, I watched a video of some niggas in, some white niggas in um, St. Louis. They overturned, or the school district, the district, whatever, um, got rid of the mask mandate. Mm-hmm. And they all stood standing there applauding like they did something special. Yeah. Like, what, what, what is this? You just you just don't like being told what to do. And the capstone is uh, ABC. I was on TikTok, and ABC interviewed this guy who was in the hospital for COVID. Had been in the hospital for months with COVID. And they asked him, so now going through all of this, would you get the vaccine? And he was like, no, I wouldn't get the vaccine. Mm. And then the interview was like, why? You go through all this again? He was like, yeah. And he was like, because don't tell me what I have to do. Don't shove it down my throat. Is that with and the that's, science? <laughs> mm. And that's, 
that's what it boils down to. Like white people just don't like being told what to do and can't understand when the government controls their their body and the movement through the world. Well, that's all black folks know is our bodies have always been controlled and told how we can dress and how we can look and where we can be and what fountain we can drink of. And so it's much easier for us. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it's much easier for us to be like, no, this is for public safety or this is for the good of people. Yeah, the common good. Yeah. And I mean, black folks, even if you look in Africa, we still live communally, right? It's a lot of tribes built on family. It's built on kind of this community thing. And so Mm -hmm. we just have a better view of even familially, right? We hang out with our cousins. When when you when a white person ever did introduce you to their cousin, think about it. It's only That's a good like, take. <laughs> like, hey, this take we're gonna we're gonna take a segment out of this entire podcast is just shit on white people. <laughs> Go. <laughs> nah, like, for real. Do like, even have cousins? Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's my question. I ain't never. I met one dude who met, who introduced me to his uh, cousin when she came down from Iowa. Which was a two for one because I had never met <laughs> a white person's cousin and anyone from Iowa. So it was like, a, it was great. Bro. It was know, Iowa, Iowa. Iowa. Okay. The fuck is Iowa? Iowa, Louisiana. It's literally spelled the same way as Iowa. We have an Iowa, Louisiana. I O W A. I'll sound like Charles. Mm-hmm. I way. I way. It's literally spelled the same way. You niggas in these way. names, man. Y'all hey. just be making shit up, bro. Hey, it's it's French. It's French. Uh, it's French and it's French Spanish. French and Spanish, yeah. <laughs> Creole, whatever they want to make up that shit is. I'm, cu- I'm curious for you, though. Like, since you grew up in Chicago, which is a different type of white people. Yeah. Um, I know a few white folks from Chicago. They're actually cool people. Yeah. Um, what is it like for you to watch this level of just obstinance down here in the South? <laughs> um, I've always said like Dave Chappelle Like I don't like Dislike anyone I don't hate anyone But the poor whites <laughs> I, I I loathe Like it, there's There's mm-hmm. something So like when I see like A parking lot full of Pickup trucks and tractors I fear for my life <laughs> Yeah um, I always know they're gonna say Some poor naive white people shit yeah. So um, <laughs> Hold on Not to cut you off bro I was gonna pick this nigga up This morning right and I saw what you saw, and it kind of... It didn't scare me, but it confused the fuck out of me. Where were you? I was in Denim. Mm. Yeah, she, she fucked up. I live out there. There's a lot of black folks that's out there. I ain't going out there. I don't give but a fuck what you talking about. I was confused, bro, because I'm like, the person that's driving this truck obviously failed history at every single level in life. This mother ha- motherfucker had a sign. You know how most cars got, like, the spaces for a license plate in the yeah. front? But in Louisiana, we don't require that shit, so right. we don't have front license plates. In the front, homie had a fake plate, and it was half the American flag, half the Confederate flag. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even scared when I seen that. I just thought homie was just stupid. Like, there's no way but you can pass so any class in that's, history that's, and know that. that plays into, like, the part of my experience that what Dex was asking me. Where I think, so I was reading this book called um, uh, Black Conservatives and White Liberals, and it kind of paints the the historical picture of what type of um, white settlers came over to this country early. And they were, for lack of better words, the niggers of Europe. They were the downtrodden. They were the Mm -hmm. ones that no one really wanted. You know, they came Mm -hmm. from Scotland, Ireland, uh, the lower part of, uh, of, uh, of England, and... When they came here, you know, don't don't beat me. They didn't want to work. They they kind of just were you know, loathing around. Then the affluent white people came who were educated, and they kind of gave them some civilization. How I look at the difference between um, colonizers in the South and colonizers in the North is 
they hold on to their culture a little bit more. Mm. So, like should, overseas culture, you mean motherland? Okay, motherland. So like Chicago, Boston, New York, very Irish, very Italian, very Scotch Irish, mm-hmm. very Polish. Polish. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, a lot of Polish in Chicago. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of Irish, and um, you know, you'll go to certain neighborhoods, and it'll be strictly an Irish, um, you know, the, the Celtic flag, or you'll have. You'll see O'Malley's, you'll see O'Hanahan, you'll see um, O'Leary's, all these things, right? And then you'll go to another neighborhood, and it's very small, like Ukrainian village, you know what I mean? You'll Mm -hmm. go to, it's an Albanian area, and then there's... So, it's a lot of different cultures who have to intermingle with each other to a certain extent. But Chicago is the most segregated city, just by actual race and Mm -hmm. demographic, right? Not y'all even got like a German town and shit? Yeah, no, we got Jewtown. We got Jewtown, Germantown, Ukrainian Village. We got a Chinatown that's huge. It's probably, fuck, the, the size of South Baton Rouge. But, um, you know, there is racism and there's bigotry, but it's different. It's a different kind. So, like, you know, they'll call you nigger here, but they'll call you a Monday in Chicago. You know, so Monday is the least, least uh, favorite day of the week, so... It's kind of mm-hmm. uh, under undertone. But, I mean, also, but then they treat certain black people with certain dignity. If you speak well, if you have a, a good sense of education, they like you, you know? So the Chicago Italian outfit, the an Italian family, were the only Italian family that allowed blacks and Latinos to work for them. New York, West Coast, they didn't allow that. They didn't like niggas. But Chicago did. So it's not five families, and Chicago is one Italian family. And so that kind of plays into that too. So, um, and it's it's a liberal state. It's a blue. It's a blue state. So, well, it's a blue. It's a blue big city. Right. Yeah. It's the, the the city makes up for that. So, like mm-hmm. when you talk about like the Chicago land area, it's more so like it's Chicago, but it's like some of the surrounding areas, mm-hmm. like south suburbs. Like until you get to like, I'm gonna be honest. Until you get to like fucking Naperville, that's still the south side to me. You out of the city limits, you can go through Dalton, uh, Country Club Hills, Hazelcrest, um, Homewood. That's it's those are suburbs out of the city limits, but it it's still niggas. Yeah. It's the same type of demographic. So to a certain extent. Um until you get far out, like way out, like maybe forty five minutes or hour out the city, that's when it starts to look different. Mm-hmm. So I mean I mean they're they are pretty somewhat conservative but they're liberal at heart so um the white people here are just like wildly misinformed they vote against their interests they're uneducated they don't really ha- i mean i don't know what culture they hold on to so it, it kind of seems as though they have to rally behind hating someone else that's mm-hmm. that's really what the south is from a, well we need to talk about louisiana like they hang on to a culture that they just kind of fucking made up yeah like, right the, yeah they hate all of these other racial groups and shit, and they think that's the reason for them being held back in life, when in actuality, their ancestors just did being white wrong, and mm-hmm. they got fucked up somehow in the process. <laughs> like, that, that's that's literally all there is to it. There's no... Actually, I, I disagree. I think there's a distinction. I think you have to... to, to so, I think there, there's a certain demographic of white people you can actually have a conversation with, and that can get some level of rationale. And there's the other in there, like, you know, I hate Obamacare and I hate Affordable Care Act. Mm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's, it's, 
It doesn't matter what you say to them. Like, a bitch could judge me. I'm like, bitch, we ain't got no shoes on at Walmart. The fuck are you talking mm-hmm. about? Fuck. Well, well, I was in Walker. Never going to that motherfucker again in my life. Hey, 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 hey. It's not care. that bad. It's hey, not fuck, that bad. Fuck that nigga. It, I, I, I judge a city where I'm going to go by the white people who inhabit there. <laughs> if I go to the Starbucks and you look like you don't belong there... I'm never coming back. <laughs> I'm never coming back, bro. You can't have meth teeth and be a You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's questionable. Like, what the fuck is she doing here? But, I mean, I think that uh, I, I just can't understand the lack of empathy. But when you think about it, the lack of empathy makes perfect sense. Because mm-hmm. what teaches you empathy It's learning about other people's stories. It's understanding the history behind things. And what's the number one thing that they're fighting right now to learn about other people's experiences and critical race theory, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's all history does is it teaches you empathy. But, I mean, of course, if white folks, if the true history was taught, then that would be problematic for a lot of people still walking this earth. For example, um, the longest desegregation case of schools is right here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It went from 1957 to 2003. 2003 was my freshman year of high school, right? There's still people at the district who worked before, before, during that case and when it was over, who are still in the system. People who fought against the, uh, the legislation, right, are still in the system. And you got to think, what does that mean for the black kids being taught there? And what does that mean for, I mean, even the little sinister things that they did, like make civil rights pictures black and white to make it seem like, it was so long ago when in right. actuality we've had colored pictures since the 50s, right? right. So, and so you, you see you see what they're trying to do. I think where the problem runs in now is we have a generation, mainly boomers and um, southern millennial white men and some Gen Xers who aren't, who, who aren't smart enough to understand how to actually do research. Um, that's number one. But the second problem for them is their kids have such access to information that they can no longer control what they're taught. Like, if I want to see, you know, my dad's always taught me about, not my dad, but speaking if I was a white man, my dad's always taught me that the Civil War was over states' rights. Let me go look on this Google and see if that was, hang, what that was about at all. (laughs) And so you got to think about when when you're that close to losing, because the thing that white folks use every time to kick off an unrighteous campaign is kids, which is why I say respectfully, fuck them kids, right? Like when we <laughs> when we when we talk when we when we talk about desegregation, what was the first thing we know? Well, what about the children, right? right. Even with Q and I, remember the first thing that they said was, y'all the probably children, remember this, the pizza parlor, the, pe- the pizza parlor, right? Yeah. PizzaGate. There's people molesting children in the in the bottom of this uh, this pizza place. Like that's what they use as an inline to do some mm-hmm. fucked up shit. So now they're talking about, I don't want my children to be burdened by the history of the no, like <sighs> no, fuck you and them children. Like mm-hmm. it is what it is to me. So when you when you make that topic about you know, those those kids who are still tied to that system and who are what are they being taught that leads me to another thing like growing up in chicago and you know growing up in a predominantly uh black west indian like latino area like i went to i went to marva collins for grade school and then after school i went to a multicultural center which is a west indian pan-african um class and it was created they got taught by dr umar Nah, 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 nah. So, but, I mean, it's Pan-African, 
second, but mostly West Indian. So we wanted to hold on to one cultural identity, two history of self, and then also mm-hmm. tie that to the motherland. What country we're from, we don't know, but just associating to it because we do all arrive from arrive from Africa. But that speaks to my interpretation of things, right? Mm-hmm. And I can talk to some some of our comrades or other black people, you know, down here, and they'll say, um, hey, let's go to this wedding. It's at a plantation. And I'm like, no, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. They're like, why? It's, it's a plantation. So I think the, the culture here in the South is, it's kind of been absolved into like one main interaction. It's been a that fight. That no one really talks about anything. Mm. And as a as a black West Indian kid, not from the South, talking to other white people and black people about this shit, I seem as though like I'm judging it, or you know, or it, or it seems as though like, man, you niggas are just not that culture. Like 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 no one like I'll speak to someone, they'll tell me, oh, you're not black, or 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 your your experience is very specific to this. And I'm mm. like, well, you got to understand what that means. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, white white people collectively here are giving an idea and a history to our children. What do the Jews do? Mm. They don't allow any outside interaction to a boy or girl before they're 13 years old, because they, at that point in time from birth until 13, they give them some racial dignity, racial pride, history of self, history of their own culture, what their culture is. So when you get to 13 years old, you have to interact with someone outside of your race or your, your demographic you're not insecure of yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't see other other people as better than you. So I'm for I, God. I feel awful about them teaching our children. But I, I feel, hate it. But I feel like being black and being in just America in general, though, outside of like the immigrants who came later, like the the, the Nigerians that yeah. came from Nigeria and they came here specifically to work or to be a pathway to citizenship and all of that. Yeah. We're all kind of just grasping at straws because our ancestry is super hard to fucking really track. Like we talk about being Africans, right? We are descendants of Africans, but unless we go on ancestry.com or some shit like that, it's kind of hard to pinpoint what tribe, what village you came mm-hmm. from. What but cultural... a lot of up North niggas don't know shit about their Southern roots, bro. They could care less. Right, but I'm saying for just being black in general in America, it's kind of like you formulate your black identity based on the cultural space that you're in. In the South, we form a lot of our racial identity as having pride in fighting the other side. We don't know what peace looks like, right? So, Mm -hmm. And that's why we don't really have that outside of, you know what I'm saying? We don't really like racism, we believe that the fucking Confederate flag is evil, which is a true thing. But it outside is. of that, like, as far as cultural norms, we don't really have that besides, like, going to church, shit like that. Uh, Juneteenth is new. But That's a new but, celebration. But, 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 but think, think about that for a moment. Think about what you're saying. So you don't have any cultural norms. Okay. I grew up in a neighborhood where it was Jamaicans, mm-hmm. Trinidadians, West Indians. That's an amalgamation of all of the Caribbean islands. Um, some Middle Eastern niggas, um, couple Italians. We kicked their ass though. Mm. Um, so I mean, I don't know. 
Everyone has a different association. Look at Cardi mm-hmm. B. Look at Fat Joe. Look at Fabulous. Look at Jim Jones. Niggas, but they have an association to something separate from New York, New Jersey, Chicago. It goes to whether it's um, Cape Verde, uh, they Cape Verdean, whether they uh, um, Belizean, whatever. They have something to tie to. But it's destination like no, ties, but that's culture though. though. It's still culture. But yeah. can can we say it's really culture if it's yes. more of a destination though? Let me no, so, let me no. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. My my mama, mi madre, would throw shit at me specifically. Slippers, pants, anything. That's a very West Indian thing. Mm. Very culturally conservative. Right? Mm. My my pops, on the other hand, is Afro-Cuban. And his side is Catholic. But also, culturally, um, food is different. Um, uh, national pride is different. So they don't attribute their history to black history. It ain't mm. the same shit. Mm-hmm. And let me, I got I got something I got to throw in there. You brought up an interesting point. You brought up food, right? Right. So I watched this documentary because of this motherfucker called High on the Hog. Awesome. And it's a good, good, good fucking documentary because it talks about the uh, food culture that we have as black Americans, like mm-hmm. you said, West Indies and all of that, and how all of our food culture really starts in Africa. But it also depends on what portions of Africa that mm-hmm. we're from. So I still stick to this. Is it truly a culture or is it but a it destination gets, no, culture? No, but it gets blended. So so think about this. So if 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 we start in California and then we stop in Nevada and then we also go to New Mexico and we also go to Texas and then we land in Louisiana, do you think that along the way we haven't picked up on certain things yeah, that kind of change it? Yeah, some fucking Americana. That's what I'm saying. So so it's you know so look so when you when you go to Cuba you have. You have the the Papiamento people who are indigenous to that land, and you have the people who are uh, um, you have the coloreds, which are a mix of either Asian, Indian, indigenous, and black. Then you got the mm-hmm. blacks. Then you got the blacks who are mixed with the Indians. You got the blacks who mix with. So all of them have different cultural associations. Some have limited information that they just don't even have a culture of their own. They just adopt everyone else's. So. I mean, culture is an amount is an association of location, um, learn habits, learn behaviors, mm-hmm. and things you were given. So you think about mm-hmm. you know Louisiana cuisine is Spanish, is Indian, is French, is all of that shit, and none of that really can you can say. I mean, it's very specific to either one place. It's just what you pick up on along the way. It's, it's what they created in that area that made it the culture. Yeah. So, like when you when you leave Africa and you go to another you go to another location, which is like a dock, and then you have to co-mingle with other people, mm. and then you pick up on their their things, and you you mingle together, you make children, and then from that, there's another spawn of whatever that is. So, but I also but I feel like like when it comes to that cultural take though, like it's. Your experiences with culture come from you being from a real city. Now, I ain't gonna lie. What I you mean? Up, you come from a real, like a real city. Chicago's a real city. Oh. Baton Rouge is a fucking big ass college town that just so happens to have some I hate jobs to where niggas just stay. <laughs> I feel like if we were like in New Orleans or some shit, right? Yeah, I feel yeah. like our takes, like if we were from there, I was born in New Orleans, but I wasn't raised there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I always have this affinity and love for the city because there's something electric about it. You mm-hmm. feel something when you're in New Orleans. Yeah. It's like I can imagine if you were in Chicago, like you 
feel something. That city has a pulse. Yeah, it's a like, real fucking it's, thing. It's really like I was I was born in the Bronx. I was raised in Chicago. I mean, I I spent summers in New York up until I was fourteen. Then I started coming down here. And I remember the first time I came, I hated it. I hated. It. I got I got off. I got off the plane. We went somewhere. We got off a a, a, a paved road, went on a, a, a gravel road, then on a gravel road to a dirt road. I, I never seen it, but I, I have an appreciation for it now. But I mean, I mean, I could I could go up Stony Island, I can go up Lakeshore Drive, I can go up 79th Street, and I can tell you like it's jerk spots that are specific. It's Jamaicans there. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? I can go to what the fuck is the name of this Caribbean spot up here? And I don't see none of that. I don't see none of that. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. It means something to me. So I could I could go to, you know, I can go to authentic Dominican restaurants and know, you know, La Megra, Comazita, Kudo. Like I'm gonna hear that when I walk through the door. Mm-hmm. I have a, an association to the to the Puerto Rican nigga at the bodega or the corner store. Like he knows me. You know what I'm right. saying? The cat is always sleep on the bread. <laughs> always. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's it's like and I don't know, like when you when you grow up around other cultures and other beings, and you know, like mm-hmm. the the mosque is like ten blocks from me, bro. On the east, I could I could walk out my crib, walk up the block, and see the crescent moon there. Like you know, yeah, it's one of the fair, holy, you know what I'm saying. One of the holy meccas. That's what I'm saying. So it's like when I tell people, like I grew up in the town in Terra Town by the Mecca, that means something. So if I have some pseudo Islamic principles, forgive me. Mm-hmm. My name's Christian, but forgive me. You know what I'm right. saying. So it's like. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't change your experience, but don't shit on mine though. Right. And I think and I, when I'm here, <laughs> a part of that, a part of that is really like jealousy too, though. I will say that, like I grew up here, so I can say it. Like motherfuckers who ain't from, like people who are from like big cities, major cities. We gonna get back to vaccines in a second, y'all. Yeah, we, we got. Yeah, we, <laughs> sorry, y'all, but sorry, people y'all. are from like big cities and shit. It's always my city versus weather. Like when I stayed close to New Orleans, like when I lived in Laplace. It ain't New Orleans by a long shot. But because of the proximity I had to New Orleans, I, I would tell people at that time, New Orleans is the greatest fucking city in America. It is the greatest city in America. I believe that. <laughs> but it's it's a feeling that you get for your city. I bet when you in Chicago, you find it's the greatest fucking city in America. No, I don't. Really? No. I, well, no. In comparison to somebody else's shit, like if somebody from New York is trying to shit on Chicago, you would say Chicago's no, but the that, greatest no, but that's fucking city. If you shitting on, I'm gonna I'm I'm have a rebuttal. I'm gonna say you niggas gangbang LA and Chicago gangs. Do y'all mix them together? And y'all know who the fuck y'all is. That's what I would say. But I mean, I love my city though. I do. But yes. I'm not gonna be like it's the best city in the world. We ask, have, him, ask somebody from Baton Rouge how they feel about living there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. It's okay. But I mean, okay, so limited limited outreach, limited things you can't do. They always want to leave. I get it. They go to Texas. Niggas just be up and going to Texas. I get it. But I mean... Niggas moved to Beaumont for like they did something. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Beaumont. Like, like an hour away from like North, northern Louisiana? That's no, like an hour like, from Houston. It's like an hour from Houston. That but is. niggas moved to Beaumont and be like, I'm, I'm living in Beaumont. Man, shut the fuck up, nigga. No, I'm like, you live in Beaumont. There's nothing there. It's a big city. No, no the hey. fuck it's not, sir. Hey. But Sorry. We're on a tangent. Just to, the, just to get back to vaccines, though. Uh, like, I got my shot as soon as I could get it. This is a hard fucking pivot. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I got my vaccine. Hey. But this is how I know vaccine turnout was low, and some of the numbers that they're providing us is like cap. When when the vaccines were first readily available, I went to a vaccine spot in North Baton Rouge when they first opened it up to teachers, and I was taking my wife, right? 
And the little military lady walked up to the car. You know, do you have an appointment? She said, yeah. And my stupid ass, and I've been doing this since I've been in college. Anytime I go somewhere, it could be a fast food restaurant or whatever, I always ask for something extra. I right. go to fucking Jack in the Box. I order the fucking Jumbo Jack with cheese and order the medium fry. Can I get an extra medium fry? I'll ask that after I paid. Sometimes they give it to you. Like 20% mm-hmm. times, they're like, yeah, I'll give you another one. Other times, they say, fuck out of here. Really? So, yeah. I literally, I never anytime, shit. anytime I went to a fast food place, I always just ask for it at the window. Give me extra nuggets. Yeah, anytime I go to Smoothie King. Yeah, when they give you that fucking 20 ounce bitch, when you get all that extra shit mixed in there, yeah. it's enough for another small one. Like, give, me that, give me that shit at the bottom. Let's put it in oh, a glass. They'll give it to you. Yo, my nigga, you a dirty-ass nigga. Hey, yo, yo, this nigga be asking hey, for extras that's not even yours. Like, Yes, nigga, give me the shit in the bottom of the... You ain't gonna do nothing but throw the shit away anyway. But I digress. Uh, I took that philosophy into getting the COVID vaccine. Like, y'all got some of them extra vaccines today? <laughs> y'all doing extra shots? The lady said, are you a teacher? And then winked at me. I said, no, because my stupid ass don't pay attention to shit like that. I'm like, nah. She's like, are you a teacher? I was like, yeah, I was guess. Was she black? Yeah. Yeah, nigga, you see, you be missing your blessings I, I didn't. I missed out. But then I told, she asked me again, and I said, yeah. She was like, all right, I'm going to sign you up to get your vaccine. That right there made me say niggas is not getting their vaccines. Because how was I able to just pull up same day? Mm-hmm. My wife had to make an appointment like two, three weeks out in advance, and they just gave yeah. me a shot? Like, bro, like, niggas is not getting this shit. And people are being selfish about it. But I want to go back to something that Dexter said about, like, black people's distrust for... um Healthcare the, system. The healthcare system. I think some of that is kind of like uneducated niggas trying to take advantage of the system. And I'll explain why. We know about this shit, like the Tuskegee experiment and how the government didn't yeah. give niggas syphilis, but they just withheld the medicine to mm-hmm. cure them from syphilis to kind of see how the shit worked on them. Like, that's fucked up. We have a reason to distrust it. But, dog, they got a black lady named Kissing Me or some shit like that that worked on this vaccine. It was a public face of this shit. Once I saw a black woman was tied to this shit, I know this shit could cure erectile dysfunction. <laughs> That's how much trust I had in that vaccine once I seen that nigger, Negro lady sick, doing this shit, bro. <laughs> this, like, this Negro lady? <laughs> this Negro lady. This colored lady. I what knew, the fuck? Like, <laughs> did, did she feeling for the Popeye's commercials, nigga? <laughs> hey, man, look. The chicken queen is undefeated, bro. You had them nuggets, nigga? No, I ain't had them bitches yet. Shit, I'm going to get them today. You know, I'm, you know. I, I, I just think that... Um, I don't understand how white people don't trust the government that they've used to hurt everyone else. Because they know themselves. Like, not once did the government do anything to hurt white people. Um, Unless those white people were gone. Y'all want to know some fucked up... We're doing some shit that, like, was going to unify people. Y'all want to know some fucked up shit that I heard last week or yesterday? What's up? The word hillbilly. I I listened to Dolly Parton's America because I love Dolly Parton. Mm -hmm. It's a great podcast. Y'all should check it out. Um, they talked about the word hillbilly. So in the early 1800s, um, you know, people were going down into the coals, mm-hmm. coal mines working, and they were using this, this shit called script, right? Um, and script meant that you can only use it at the coal place. It was fake money. You could only buy, you can only use it to buy shit from the coal mining company, right? So gotcha. they would sell you food. They would sell you all this shit. Niggas got upset. I'm sorry, wrong word, rednecks. Niggas got upset about that. Organized the largest revolt, like labor revolt in history, right? Largest labor revolt in history. Mm. Went up, I can't remember the name, I think it was Blair Mountain. Went up Blair Mountain with pistols and um, 
red bandanas tied around their necks. And that's where the word redneck comes from. Just so you know, it was actually the largest labor fight. They called out the um, the National Guard, and the, they ended up killing each other. Some crazy shit. But Hillbilly was after the Civil War in East Tennessee, because East Tennessee um, fought actually with the North, right? Mm-hmm. East Tennessee fought with the Shout North. Shout out to Memphis. Yep. Um, and so after the Civil War... They started, East Tennessee started trying to create these fraction governments, right? These other governments outside of North and South during mm-hmm. the Civil War, excuse me. Right. And they started them with black people, right? They were, they were started with black people. Shout and out the, to Memphis. And the word hillbilly became reference to white people from the hills who were trying to start governments with black people. It was a derogatory term. And now we go around calling everybody like a hillbilly, meaning that they don't wear shoes and they come from like the Appalachian Trail and shit. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, they were actually the ones fighting to create equality for black people. Right. And so when I say when I say white folks figure out a way to change the change narrative, the and, the narrative history. and history of everything, because when you think about it, like if you know anything about Dolly Parton, that sounds exactly like something she would do. Right. right. Sounds exactly like something she would do. And it's it just amazing to me how they go through such lengths. And I don't mean they as in white folks. I mean the powers that be, the daughters of the Confederacy, you know, the Southern politicians mm-hmm. go out of their way to make sure that their names are not associated with a negative history that they created. And that gets passed down to grandkids and, you know, great grandkids. And all of a sudden the Confederate flag has been around since 1860 when the first one didn't pop up until 110 years after that, right? The statues have always been there when in actuality they were built in the 1960s during the civil rights movement. Right. Like that, you know, that is the way that, I mean, they, they got some shit and the shit that you were talking about with Jewish folks, let's not forget White people hate Jewish people. Like yep. white yes, people, white people fucking hate Jews. The they only, hate Jews, Catholics. Yep, they hate things. they hate anyone who does something outside of what they do. And when you when you talk about Catholics, you got to remember they came over here because they did not want to be a part of the Catholic, of the Catholic, the Catholic Church. Church, right? Mm-hmm. And so again, it just goes to prove. And and even with the Jewish folks, like I look, I don't know what Jews did. Like I'm pretty well versed in history. I don't know what Jewish people did to be hated the way that white folks hate them. Like, I need to, I need to understand it. Is it. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, they killed Jesus, but Jesus probably wasn't real. And also, it was the Romans who killed Jesus. And, right. so, and like, that was the Catholics. So, like, right. what you mad at the Jews for? Like, you well, just I say. Mean, at, at that time, the Romans were pagans. They weren't, they were, to a certain extent, Catholics still are, too. But, yeah, you got a point. Like, and all, w- w- teaching their kids, like, white folks hate that. Like why why you can't why you can't send your kid to public school with the rest of us? Like it's it's crazy. Um, I think the worst thing that ever happened was it, it would seem I'm not going to say I, I I agree. It would seem the worst thing that ever happened is desegregation because before then we were able to teach our kids the way that we wanted to. I now, agree. Now there is no way possible that we're going to get a black school of excellence. I think I think I agree with you. I think the 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 better point was to what you were saying was the segregation aspect. If we would have decided to separate as equals, mm-hmm. because separating doesn't mean that I don't want to associate with you or I have an ill will towards you. It just means I would rather be by myself over here and you can do what you do over there. Integration is an experiment gone bad. It has had murderous outcomes. And I myself don't want to partake in that experiment anymore. It doesn't make sense to. Because 
I mean, to what extent though? What do you mean to what extent? So with integration, are we meaning? Any of integration means like housing. Integration means schools. In any listen, in any capacity, we yeah. are not of the sound mind, body, spirit, or psyche to do anything on the same level as white people. In this in this point in time, the reason being is because we we were they had a table already set, right? Right. Food, silverware, everything. We actually come to the table. All we had was our hands. One hand, actually. I get that, but how do we get the separate but equal part, though? Because meaning, meaning, I listen. I I don't want a descendant of my of my enemy teaching my children. Right. Mm. I, it's it, it doesn't make good sense to me in any capacity. I, I I don't care how nice she is. There's I think it is natural for almost every white person to have some semblance of racism or or a bigoted input. Some is much more manageable than others. I mean, I think the thing that you, when you talk about in schools, the numbers from Trump, the Trump uh, exit polls, the presidency, uh, more white people voted for Trump the second time than the first time. So let's, let's start with that. But mm-hmm. out of that, six out of 10, six out of 10 white women voted for Trump. Right. How many white teachers, white female teachers have you had in your education experience? Shit, a good chunk of them. Yeah, right. Now by two-thirds. Yeah, yeah, probably the same thing. And so now the conversation becomes, okay, well, then how are these folks treating our kids? We know how they would treat them if they weren't as regulated, you know, as they are because it would look more like the police stations, which are full of white supremacists, um, right. you know. But but when is working in a school, there's always a teacher or two that you like, she probably shouldn't be teaching kids, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, for sure. You, you, and you can see the noticeable differences in how they treat white students versus how they treat black students. It's um, always getting the school resource officers exactly. involved and shit. Exactly. You know what, what he was speaking to when I was when I was talking about Walker and Denham Springs and that that story you were telling before. Mm-hmm. That don't happen in Chicago. Like there isn't there isn't a space to where white people have control of a certain location, mm-hmm. and you know they don't like niggas there, and niggas move in. It will never happen. Never. Shit, he is all about... Like, we have so much corruption in Louisiana as to where, like, whoever's got the dollar at the time's got the got the most pull and control. Well, also, I, I don't, white folks from the South don't understand racism, right? So overt acts of racism aren't going to be tolerated because it is a very Christian... Um, Area, but they've also been conditioned to think of racism as these very extreme overt acts of right. violence mm. or it's whatever, not, or it's redlining ex- or exclusion. Right? Mm. Um, they don't understand the redlining part. They don't. I don't think that they understand it. They don't. But they're not going to be like, "Oh, black people can't live here." They're not going to do it because it's too overtly right. racist. Right? right. Mm-hmm. It's too overtly racist. Now, if there was a step, now when you get in, right? When you get in to the neighborhood. There's going to be a whole lot of rules on the book to make it hella hard to be black, right? Right. You, know, you can't have cars in your front yard. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to say things. You see it in clubs all the time. Pants must be worn around mm-hmm. waist, like no hats to the side. There was one club I went to, couldn't have a sticker on the hat. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't, like, but you, they will do things to purposefully make it hard to be 
your cultural self mm-hmm. in their spaces. But in the South, it's not going to be overtly, oh, no, you can't come here. Don't get me wrong. You get that in the backwoods. Like, if you keep driving down Husha 2 Road when it turned into bayous and, and um, metal together houses, you start to see the, the nigga senses start to go off. <laughs> I done went a little too far, went a little too far down Husha 2. And what, but what's crazy about that is they live right next door to each other. There's a house for $8 million directly up the road from where the lanes turn into this one-way one gravel road that takes you down into the bayou. Like, that's how close they live to each other. But and I'll never see that shit. No, we can take a ride right now. I ain't but, going over there. I ain't got no guns. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll just say that, um, as, we, as we wrap this one up, I'll just say that the anti-vaxxing, to me, personally, is nothing more than an exercise in needing drama in your life Mm-hmm. Because your life isn't dramatic, right? It's easy or it's fun to go against the government when you know that nine times out of ten the government is on your side no, and that you won't get back. hurt from it. Yeah. Me personally, I don't have time to argue about a face mask because I know police come in here. That's warrant for me to get shot, and I'm, you know, I'm just like, mm, I ain't, it ain't worth it to me. It's just more naive white people shit. In yeah. all honesty, it's a lack of empathy and a lack of understanding of science and the arrogance that it takes to believe that. You know more more than medical professionals or that you know how to do research compared to these people who've been doing research in academia for 30 years. Dr. Fauci, he, he, that nigga will, will over, he will talk all over himself. I I think he do that shit though, bro, because like for us, we all went to college. We're looking for concrete answers. He can't give that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's still, it's, it's the fucking scientific method playing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for folks in the scientific community, they see it and they understand that for folks who've like done the scientific method, whether it's in grade school, college or whatever, we kind of understand it. Like the CDC keep flipping rules and shit because, I mean, it it's changes. more information. <laughs> yeah, it changes. But why are, you, why are you listening to a nigga, well, a nigga who failed biology three times while y'all were in high school over yeah. somebody who has saved us from literally, 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 Four fucking pandemics. Four. HIV AIDS, bird flu, swine flu, Zika virus. Oh, make it five because I forgot about Ebola. This nigga has saved us from five. He has been in that position since the 70s. He got us through AIDS. He is one of the reasons why people can live the way they do. They be talking crazy to that man. Bruh, Rand Paul, um, when he told that nigga, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for since January 2020. Like, But when you look at who Dr. Fauci is, I don't understand why you would believe Donald J. Trump over Dr. Anthony Fauci. You got to add this to it, though. (laughs) Hey, but you got to add this, though. Donald Trump is vaccinated. He was. He's been vaccinated. He's been vaccinated. Donald Trump is not vaccinated. He is. Now, I've had this conversation. He's a leader of the idiots. Mm. No, but you have to understand, like, he understands his base. He understands the audience that he's speaking to. Mm -hmm. The poor, uneducated white man. And he said to himself, give me a poor, educated white man. I can get him to do whatever I want him to do. Mm They are so gullible and they're easily led. Mm-hmm. They want to hate someone. They want they want limited information. They want as much information in a limited capacity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, you know how I feel. Charts with no words, just colors. Yeah, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? Just give, just, give them, just give them a coloring book, you fucking idiot. All right, y'all, so we about to make another pivot, y'all. So um, final, final takes on this. Niggas, just get vaccinated, y'all. Please. Yeah. Like, it, it's not tough. 
Wear like, your mask too. Wear your mask. You you've been vaccinated so many times throughout your life to prevent disease. Like, bro, you niggas mm-hmm. don't. We don't get fucking chicken pox anymore. Mm-mm. Nobody's kids get that shit. We don't get polio and shit anymore. Wait, Just get the fucking vaccine. Before before we leave, I gotta tell y'all about the interaction that I had on the on the interwebs about yeah. this. You know, I don't argue with people on the internet anymore. I've graduated. This nigga fucking lying. He will argue not, with anybody online all true. fucking day. It's not true. It's not true. I walk away. But the dude said something so dumb that I couldn't let it go. He said, what do we need to get the vaccine? Nobody needs to get the vaccine. That's what your immune system is there for. What? The, if you get it, your body will learn how to fight it, and then you'll be immune from it. And I, was, I went in the comments. I was like, bro, you just described vaccinations, right? Like, you literally just described what a vaccination is. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, your immune system is supposed to be able to beat stuff. I was like, you mean like the plague or polio or like chicken pox or the flu or hay fever, you know, things that kill millions of people to which this nigga replied, yeah, and we're all immune from it now. And I had to be like, well, you mean, you mean, you mean because of the vaccines? He was like, well, I'm sure that had something to do with it. I was like, do you even know how... Do you know the vaccine, yeah. how it works? <laughs> I was like, do you even know how the They have, they have the to plague? inject a small, a small percentage of the actual virus in your body. For, I was for like, you. And, and you know, I again, I'm a bit of virologist in my other life because I think they're so, viruses are so interesting. But I was like, the only one of those that isn't vaccinated is the plague. And do you know how they became... They got rid of the plague? Motherfuckers quarantined. They did not come out of their house until the disease was gone and the rich folks moved out to the country. That is how the other two-thirds of Europe survived the plague because that bitch killed a third of Europe. Mm -hmm. What happened? You know, that's 100 million people in America. You really try to let 100... If 100 million people die, there is a guarantee that you will be the only one in your family left if you don't die. There's literally a guarantee. I'm like, Mm -hmm. look, these niggas are uninformed. They... Why are you listening to people who failed chemistry and failed biology? Yeah. Like, and give TED Talks from their fucking car. Go out, get vaccinated. Let's stop playing these games. And And if you don't want to get vaccinated or wear a mask, stay at home. That's it. Just stay at home. That's quite easy. Bruh, I hate that we keep fucking uh, piggybacking, but you just said something that makes me think about a very controversial point. I had this conversation with an undisclosed person who was in this room sitting to my right. And I kind of got to this mindset of like, (laughs) so, you know how these motherfuckers like the person you was arguing with take this whole fucking notion of it's the survival of the fittest, man. It's Darwinism, man. (laughs) That was in like caveman time where the strongest person would survive. Now it's about being smarter, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say the unvaccinated stay unvaccinated. I'm not talking about people with autoimmune diseases that can't get vaccinated. The people who simply can't do it. I'm talking about the motherfuckers who willfully won't do it. Mm -hmm. Let's say they don't. And we're not going to get herd immunity because we won't reach the number that we need to reach to as far as the vaccinated population, meaning that particular percentage of the the population will die. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Delta variant will, will eventually become something stronger because the Delta variant can't travel if everybody's vaccinated. Mm-hmm. It just True. dies. Yeah. So what happens if they all, like, you know, I don't want to say this happens, but is the world a better place if they all die out? You got... 
Who, who, who are you talking about exactly? <laughs> the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated. The unvaccinated. And let, me, let me say why. Let me say why. It's right? fucked up to ask, but I mean. It's fucked up to ask, but I mean, <laughs> shit. Just like when we were talking the other day about the, the dude breaking in the other guy's house to. This to... part, this part will never lift off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're sponsored by Moderna, so. <laughs> but. No, no, I get that. I get that. We let's say they wear their mask and they quarantine. They do what they're supposed to do. They're less likely to get it. With us being vaccinated, them wearing their masks, them washing their hands, them avoiding the large crowds of unvaccinated. But let's say the unvaccinated all say, "Fuck it, we're moving to Texas. We're gonna form this new city, Unvaccinina," and they all live there. We know that they're gonna die because the fucking Delta variant is gonna come. The fucking Spirit Airline variant and it's gonna kill them all. It is, and. I'm just thinking, so it's a lot of racist people who are unvaccinated, right? There's a lot of people, blacks, black folks included, who don't believe in science that will die too. They're probably conservative as well. Mm-hmm. That's probably- where you're going. So if they all die. Yes, they deserve to die. <laughs> and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> so if they all go, this is hypothetical, y'all. This is not us wishing this on anybody and no shit like that. We have said time and time again on our personal, like, social medias and shit, get fucking vaccinated if you don't wear a fucking mask. Mm-hmm. But if they do all pass away, right, is the world, is the U.S. We're not going to talk about anyone else, but is the U.S. a better place in your opinion? Because keep in mind, the unvaccinated group are like people who don't believe in science, right? It's Trump supporters. You niggas all look like you want to say something. Uh, I mean, Trump fucking uh, Christian, your lip then fucking quiver like four fucking times. <laughs> so let it. What y'all think, bro? What y'all think? I don't think it's necessarily better. I think it's a logical consequence um, that I can't muster any empathy for. Like, I look if you died for some shit, like niggas that die doing parkour, like jumping on buildings, <laughs> like. <I'm> like <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the court, that yeah. correlation was <laughs> Hey, nigga, you missed the ledge. <laughs> you got Stupid. one shot, nigga. Yeah, like, I don't, like, it's, it's sad. It's oh, sad, fuck. but... Uh, <laughs> How you gonna well, tell your mama you died? Well, you died from missing the fucking ledge. Well, we got a fucking episode name now. Oh, man. Like, is it sad? Yes. (laughs) Did you deserve it? Maybe. Is it hilarious? Absolutely. Like, I don't don't feel bad for you. Like, I wish you would have made better choices. Imagine if the nigga had a GoPro. (laughs) (laughs) And we saw his table. (laughs) Yo, we need that. For them niggas niggas who said they don't believe in the vaccine, them niggas get COVID, I want to see them slowly die. Oh, God. They're going to put that shit on C-SPAN. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be beautiful for educational purposes. Ah, shit. No, I mean, that is juicy. When you watch people who denied the vaccine come back and have to be like, I was wrong. Uh, There was that Republican senator from Alabama, state senator, who, like, on his deathbed was like, hey, my bad, bro. Like, go get vaccinated. This shit is real. Like, if it takes that level of... Like shit is eating my ass. So it's excruciating pain. It is what it is. Like you play, you play dumb games. I, and I think I put this on Facebook. Like we in the find out phase of fuck around and find out. And some niggas finding out real quick. It ain't no joke. And I don't feel bad for you. I'm sorry. I wish you had made different choices. 
I wish you were still here, but this was this was uh, predictable. I want I want to have like a, like a like a two way video and uh and mic'd up interaction with the people in their hospital beds. I want to be able to just like chime in and say you stupid goofy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you only, thought was gonna happen. Only, only the anti-vaxxers though. Only yeah, them. Only, only those. Only, only those. Them. Once only again, those. autoimmune disease, folks. We we really hope something shakes shakes out for you guys. Keep wearing your masks. Keep washing your hands. We are doing our part. We got vaccinated, but. For you other motherfuckers, I mean, fuck y'all waiting on, bro. Like, what is it? Like, you want to... This nigga's parkour? Mm-hmm. <laughs> for real, nigga. <laughs> stop playing parkour, bro. Stop, stop. What's your life? Just stop. You fuck. ain't never been a gymnast ever in your life, nigga. <laughs> for you real. Know, you want to see, you want to see them on their deathbed. I want the first interaction with God, like, on camera. Oh, I want that. I bet God got the Michael Jordan face, <laughs> No, you fucked up. Right? No, you fucked up, right? You know what I'm saying? I want to know who. I want to see what the intake specialist says when they like figure out how they died. So you died of a preventable disease that we sent the vaccine for to make mm. sure. Yeah, you know that. I want to like, see. I want you. I want you to meet the angel who came who came up with the message to give it to uh, the the virologist to make sure we have a cure. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Bernie, come on in here. You know what I'm saying? I want you to be able to speak to that fucking angel to talk to him. Right. First question: well, Who was right? Who was right? Well, nigga, not you. Like that's <laughs> at all. That's for sure. Dumb the government trying to Brett, and please, 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 y'all. The five G conspiracy shit is gone. Thank God that shit has no facts. I was just thinking but that shit. For all of these fucking bum ass. Poor ass, you ain't made twenty thousand dollars your whole life, ass wow. motherfuckers. Talking about the government is watching you, and they want the vaccine so they can better control you. What the fuck are they controlling you doing? Watching TV all fucking day? Like, what are they controlling you doing? C- cashing in your welfare check? I'm not even trying to play y'all, because I mean, certain people need welfare and shit. But yeah. like, bro, come on, man. Ain't nobody trying to watch you fucking play Xbox. Nah, all play that them niggas. You, you remember AT and T? The old white lady who came in here who pulled up in a Civic with the fucking bumper barely hanging on, <laughs> talking about somebody just hacked her fucking phone. You stupid bitch. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> hack shit? Go the fuck home. <laughs> They're watching me. They're listening. <laughs> They're listening to me. You don't know what I've been through. Yes, I have. You play bingo, you go back home. <laughs> For real. Like, ma'am, no one's no one's watching you. No one cares. Damn, we cannot get off of this subject. Yeah. Yes, I did. Got them direct TV as well. Really, they're watching you. Well, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So we do we do have to pivot into a much more serious matter. Much more serious matter, y'all. So, it has come to our recent attention, guys, that a certain celebrity, few celebrities have been going around doing their homophobic thing again. Mm. The usual culprit. Humbuggish. Little Boosie Badass has been out threatening Little Nas X again because of the Industry Baby video, Industry Plant, whatever the fuck it's called. And uh, the baby has most recently came out and made some certain comments. Uh, what were some of the things that he said, y'all? Is it something about if you, uh, hold on. If you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, or, or any of them deadly uh, sentences, then you die in two to three weeks, put your cell phone light in the air. Okay. Uh, ladies, if your pussy smells like water, put a cell phone light in the air. Okay. Alright, so, right, so I'm confused by two of those statements. 
For one, why is it coming from a grown-ass man who was wearing a pamper at South by Southwest in, like, 2017, 2018? Like, bro, come on, man. Like... Mm. That, nigga, you are weird in general. Mm. And then, two, why are you being so oddly specific? Like, super oddly specific. Like, niggas sucking dick in the parking lot. Like, what traumatic life experience did he go through to make him want to comment on this? Well, I think it was a more of a publicity stunt than anything else with his uh, video that came out the next day. Um, but, again... <clears throat> but what was he sucking dick in the parking lot in the video? Like, no, his no, video. Y'all missed that. Like, his video fun. was very close to Lil Nas X's video. I didn't see the video. Um, let me let me let me preface it with that. But it definitely took place in a prison. I saw some clips of it and whatnot. Um, also, Lil Nas X's video was amazing. It was like top tier. He does it once again. Like you can say a lot of things about Lil Nas X, but his aesthetics and his like marketing and his trolling. Our own point. Like, I, if I'm ever famous, I would never get into a Twitter beef with this nigga because he's been prepared. Him and him and Jack Harlow um, are like really, really good on on Twitter with like their banter and their uh, yeah, their sarcasm. Like yeah. he plays him. I would say Vic Mensa is probably no, not Vic. Um, Vince, Vince Staples. Staples. Yeah, is yeah. number one. Yeah, Vince is fucking hilarious, bro. Them mm-hmm. niggas had a like uh, hilarious back and forth. Somebody I saw remember me from community college. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, hey, you played football. He said, "I play with different balls now." And I was like, "Yo, that nigga said, that nigga said, it's getting you, bro." Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yo," and then was like, "Oh, this is so embarrassing." My grandma had my phone. I was like, "My nigga." <laughs> but I, I think that. Um, I think that what's what he said about Lil Nas X, which was obviously towards Lil Nas X, was slightly less problematic than what he did right after, which was bring Tory Lanez out right after Meg The Stallion performed while he was performing the two songs that Meg The Stallion did with him. I think that's that's even like more. Well, I'm not gonna say more problematic. It is problematic at the same level, but to a different degree. Um, particularly because she had just left the stage and was still around. Like, I, I don't... I, I, and what's more insulting about both of these things is, particularly with the gay thing, he tried to explain it like, well, maybe maybe there was a nigga sucking dick in the parking lot. That don't mean... But, but, like, trying to make it seem like we don't know what you were talking about. Like, he do you think... He said his gay fans have way more class than to suck dick in a parking lot. Yeah, like, we know what you were doing, bro. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't like that that insult on intelligence, but it just shows how per straight presenting men um, will go out of their way to gay bash, and I just don't get it. Like, you know, you said you said something. Um, if you are confident in yourself and your sexuality and who you are as a man or a woman, and or a they, they them, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, all, all the above. The F-16s. Um, um, <laughs> you shouldn't be worried about what a next man, next woman, or they, them are doing. It's their business. But when Chris Brown ejected... What? I don't even know what Chris Brown said. And Chris, gotta- Brown, Chris Brown said... He, he says some shit basically like, stop, stop, uh, like, stop fucking talking and, and, and do all that shit on stage. Just do your bit. Say say thank you, and get the fuck off the stage. Basically, and this is coming from the nigga when that tried nigga, to fight Frank bro, Ocean. <laughs> fuck that, bro. No, this nigga moonwalked. He did a a cartwheel on Rihanna's face. Yeah, this mm-hmm. nigga fucked her ass up. Like 
he meant to fuck her up. Yeah. <laughs> like, he meant yeah. to, but he didn't, like, accidentally, like... You know, like, if you do some shit in the midst of, he was like, damn, that's wrong. He meant to kick her ass. Mm-hmm. It's like he liked it after he punched her one time. Like, Gotta beat you, boo. <laughs> every day. Right. Fuck you, man. Oh, his knuckles felt better. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he didn't he didn't did a nice rehab tour. Because, I mean, what year, what year did Chris Brown beat Rihanna? 2008 or 9. Bro, it's been like... They were 19, 30, so like 2010. Years. Yeah. 2010. How old was that nigga? He's the same age as me, so he was 19. He was 19 when he did it? In 2010. He, so, may, have, he may have been... He may, 2012. Oh, Damn. shit. Well, shit. Eight, nine, nine. nine. That's still nine years, though. Yeah. He did a nice rehab tour, but you know when Chris Brown is the voice of reason, you are really fucking up. That's what I'm saying, thing with, bro. Same thing with T.I. and Boosie. If T.I. and Boosie come in to defend you. What the fuck was T.I. talking about, bro? Uh, he was the one. He said Freedom that. speech. Yeah, that um, it's like gay people are bullying rap rappers now. Like, we can't say nothing. Yeah, you, you shouldn't say, bro. For one, T.I., you out here allegedly drugging women for you and your funny-looking wife to have sex with. Admittedly, <laughs> bro, she admittedly, weird she was weird. Admittedly, checking his daughter's vagina to make sure she, she's still a virgin. Like, that's a bit of a like, that's, hyper... That's not good parenting. Yeah, that's a bit of hyperbole, but not far from the truth. Um, and this is the hill you can't die on? Like, this is the one? This is the one. Yo, trying to look like an anteater in the face. That bitch looks bad. <laughs> Bro, she looked like bad surgery after bad surgery. No, nah, you remember Binky Barnes from Arthur? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch looked bad. I hope you ain't right, listening, but damn, your bitch bad, bro. You should have gave her ass back to the uh to the to the animal facility. Shout out Arthur. You oh, got just canceled. Had to get that shit fixed, bro. Like it ain't nothing, but it's a couple mil. Get I think shit. she had a car accident or something. Who tiny? Yeah. Oh shit. Pretty sure she had a car accident. She ain't always look like that. Her face, her, her face got fucked up. No, 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 no. Yeah. Nigga, ain't no car accident gonna do that. I mean, she got glass on her face, maybe. I don't know. Nigga, her lips look unwelcoming, nigga. What are you yeah, talking bro. about? <laughs> like, I don't like want head. Did, you know what it's like she did one of them challenges where the people used to light the candles and then put their lips in their shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, this bitch. Yo, she could, she could jump out of an airplane without a parachute with them lips, nigga. <laughs> Just fold it this way one time. She would land with no issue. But, mm-hmm. man, I was, I was, I ain't gonna say, I was mad at the baby's comments just because they were, like, super oddly specific. And mm-hmm. I believe entertainers have the right to kind of make comedic statements if it's funny. Like, there's a way to be funny and offensive, but to where the person you're making fun of kind of is like, I get the joke and ha ha, it's funny. Yeah. But that shit was just like, it wasn't even funny. Niggas was just like listing off some shit he just don't like. When dudes suck dick in parking lots, it hurts my feelings. That's how I felt he felt. But Boosie took that shit further. Like he was. I ain't even listen to what he said. What he bro, said? Boosie was mad, man. Be fine with Boosie said, bro. I think that nigga said something along the lines of he wants to like fight Lil Nas X or some First shit. He of wants all, to cause him bodily harm. Boosie just got kicked out of Six Flags. Nigga, how you get kicked out of Six Flags? Man. That's a real, that's a real rich? ignorant nigga. I'm why are you rich and going saying. to Six Flags? That's that was my second for. thing. That was my second thing. What you mean? What's wrong with Six Flags? What? 
<laughs> Why is he so angry about this? That's what I'm saying. Like, is he at home saying that shit? Yeah. He had to get on live to say that. Like, he had to get on live to say it. I, I think it's such an interesting thing because nobody is making anyone watch a Lil Nas X video. Like, no one is making anyone go to a Lil Nas X concert. Like, it's his music and his music videos. He can do whatever he wants with them. Like, mm-hmm. just, my nigga, don't, don't watch. You know, it's, you know, I'll be honest, when that, when the, the comments of the baby came out, I really, how can I say, I really wasn't invested, you know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I empathize with it, but I wasn't like, oh, my God. The children. I, I have to call and check on, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, but the the more he kept talking, I was like, "Yo, just 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 be quiet." Like, you know what I mean? Like, some sometimes it's like we're talking about empathy. We're talking about reading yeah. the room. Talking about having some some common decency for like right. you know the entire population. So what you may not agree with people's actions or their life choices, it's their choice, my nigga. Like, let them live, bro. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. I mean, I just I just feel like. Half of these niggas never got punched in the face. I ain't saying the baby. He, he seems like he a thorough nigga, but at the same time, it's like niggas who be saying a whole bunch of shit. Like, you never really had any pushback from anybody, for mm-hmm. real. Like, sometimes, like, I blame Oprah for this shit. Oprah interviewing everybody. We don't give a fuck about these people's opinions. I, nobody care about your opinion, but your mama, your girl, your kids. Mm-hmm. I want to hear that shit, bitch. And, and, and my thing is like, <clears throat> Like, I understand the approach of, quote-unquote, morality. Like, oh, I'm I'm saying this to prevent the next wave of gays. Like, what the fuck? Is, Bro, like, what are you spearheading? Like, for real, though. Like, that's my question. Like, so, you saying you saying this shit because everybody not with that, quote-unquote, gay shit. But, like, what, what morality are you coming from? You the same nigga that, you know, was involved with some street shit in which people lost their lives. What was the morality in that situation mm-hmm. and walking away from some shit and talking some shit through? Yeah. What was that? You on some morality shit, nigga, you do drugs. You promote that shit to kids because every time you go on live, you smoking. Like, I ain't saying nothing wrong with smoking, but it's like, where do you draw the line in the morality sand? But see, that, that that's your own personal compass. You have to work out with yourself internally. Mm-hmm. You don't get to talk about other people's life choices or lack thereof or, you know, if they don't agree with, if you don't agree with what they do in their life, that's not your take. And I think a lot of people fail to realize, like, common decency, or even in conversation. Like, you know, if, if it doesn't progress the conversation forward, then you probably shouldn't say it. Mm. So. Mm. And then, like, bro, like, I've been watching this show called Billions, right? Really great show, really great writing. It yeah. made me think of things in different ways, right? Like, one of the main characters, his main focus is getting as much money as possible, regardless of how you get the money in that particular industry. If I'm a musician or an entertainer, my main job, if I'm not creating these great works of art, because neither one of these niggas is making damn, they're not making to pimp a butterfly, they're not making illmatic, they are making music for the current times. We're not going to be listening to Boosie or the Baby for, like, some type of, like, major enlightening moment. Your biggest job is to expand your fan base, right? You want to expand your fan base and not alienate people so you can make more fucking money. Mm-hmm. Right. But what, what happened what happened to Kevin Hart though? Remember his comments about if his if his son 
um, was playing with the Dawson, he would break the Dawson over his his son's head. And say that's gay. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but but look what happened to his career. It it it, it stalled for a bit, but he mm-hmm. still picked up and was able to continue. And then he apologized. And then, then he apologized. And he didn't do what was it the uh, the, the Oscars? The Oscars right? the he didn't Oscars. host the Oscars. That's because they wanted him to apologize. Mm-hmm. Now I'll be honest. <clears throat> um, as as it pertains to that Kevin Hart situation, he should apologize. He should have initially like came out and said, "I didn't mean those things," which he probably been lying because he, mm-hmm. he right. said it. But I, I understood it in context though. Right. Probably, I mean, it's a, it was a joke from a bit. It, he could have right. apologized that way. Like, it was a joke from a bit from... Yeah, you can give context to why you said ago. that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean... But, I mean... <clears throat> I don't know. What are you going to do? I mean, did... He's well, not going to get canceled. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who still... <clears throat> and this is why I don't really engage in stuff like this. There are people out there who take Kevin Samuel seriously. Right. Facts, there, bro. There's there's I mean, mm-hmm. Boosie, there's somebody who takes Boosie's comments seriously and feels like he's speaking their truth, and that that's completely fine. Um I, I think where it gets out of hand, no pun intended, is the threats on someone's life for a perceived affront against your little boy's um manhood. You know, Boosie said something about people out here trying to be Straight, nigga. Last time I checked, you ain't got to try to be straight. Either you are or you're not. Yeah, um, that's that's very telling. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, um, I, I I'm not sure what compels people to just be hateful for no reason, uh, and I, I don't get it. it. It's not for me to understand. And I think that I, I think Boosie believes what he's saying. Don't get me wrong, but I also think that he does it to stay relevant. I mean, even Mike Tyson called him out on this when he did Mike Tyson's podcast yeah, no. last year, um, election week or whatever. Um, he called him out on it. He was like, what What gives you the right to talk about somebody? And, and I think Boosie's an interesting um, subject here because the way that he talks about people and their children, if anybody were to talk about him or his children that way, it would be an issue, right? If, if Dwayne Wade had opened his mouth to talk about his gay child, Ivy, the way that he talked about um, Zia Wade, what would the what would the, what would the differences be? Which is why I don't take Boosie seriously. Um, the baby, on the other hand, again, I just think he was doing something to, that he knew was going to make noise. And if that didn't work immediately after he said it, what did he do? Bring out the person who st- who shot Meg the Stallion in the foot right after Meg performed during songs yeah. that he performed with her. I think yeah. his whole purpose was just to drum up. Um, some kind of relevance for his new music video release and all that that he did personally. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Had to create an enemy to create buzz. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think part of the baby's issue too, right? You know, everybody that's high gets a, a feature from Drake. Mm-hmm. Every artist knows they made it when they're new artists, particularly nowadays, from like 2016, 2015 to 2016, around the time on now. If you're that hot upcoming person, you get the Drake verse. Mm-hmm. The baby ain't got no Drake verse. And he been complaining about that every single interview he does. He always talks about getting that Drake verse. So now that he knows he's probably not going to get it based on, you know, controversies and other mm-hmm. shit that he got going on, he has to drum up some type of uh, some type of entertainment. So, I mean, it's weird shit. Let people be. Don't fucking bother somebody just because they got different. I mean, like Dave Chappelle says, everybody fuck funny to somebody. So right. leave that shit alone, bro. Right. Leave that shit alone. I got a question for y'all. So, how do y'all feel about uh, 
don't know if y'all heard in the news, this guy named Wack 100, uh, used to be games manager, um, interviewed Takashi 69 on uh, DJ Academics podcast, his first podcast. How do y'all feel about that? What do you care? I have t- disdain for two of those people, DJ Academics, because I'm a Vic Mensa fan. I never hide that shit. Anytime he put so out new I. music, I always post it. And yeah. I feel like DJ Academics had a major hand to play in Vic not ascending because he unleashed his fucking troll minions out into the world to really like shit on his releases and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't like DJ Academics for that particular reason. And uh, Takashi's just a weird guy to me. Like, the way that he goes about doing things, I would have thought the court case would have changed him because he, you know, proceeded to say, I'm not this gangster kid. I'm, you know, just got up involved with something, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So now it's like he's taken on that fake persona and that's really became him, the quote unquote gangster kid always trying to fucking fight somebody and do some kind of crazy shit. I, I just thought it was crazy. I don't know why Whack 100 would sit down with this this guy. I don't understand it. There must have been a big, 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 big bag involved, though. Had to From what I bag. know, he did it for free. But so there was a topic going around. And I, I believe Wack 100 said that he didn't view 6ix9ine as a, as a rat or a snitch because he was really a civilian. And if anyone is to blame for it, it should be the block. Nah, if you out here yelling Treyway, 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 how many times am I supposed to hear you say that until I think that you're involved in Treyway? Nigga, no, you were a E right. No, I, I agree, but I think I think majority of the blame goes to the people who So look, if if he came by, he said, Listen, I um I got this video I wanna I want y'all to be in. Hey, I'm I'm about like fifty red red bandanas from the bodega. Can y'all be in there? Just be behind me. The guys over there is like we could try one video and see what happens. They saw the views. We won't get behind them. Yeah, you could say you from Treyway. You can say blood this, blood that, and, and whatever. That is an issue on him, but I think majority of the blame should go to those niggas who gave him the okay to do that shit. Right. So, well, I mean... He was a gangster for marketing purposes. I mean, he's <laughs> also an example of how the court treats whiteness separately from the character when it when it's a light-skinned artist or somebody who's appropriating mm-hmm. compared to to black folks it's it is who they are he's puerto rican and mexican puerto rican yeah like but he, he's white passing whatever oh, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he's definitely white passing if he wanted to be um and the courts are willing to treat him differently than say YNM, um, YNW Melly. Melly. Yeah, YNW Melly. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, it just goes how, to show how the criminal justice system treats, you know, blackness versus light skinnedness or proximity to whiteness. Oh, well, I guess he's, he's also comes from a rich family. So there's that piece as well. Does he? Um, yeah, his dad's like a record executive in New York City or something. Yeah. That's not his dad. He, you know, he signed, he signed to the record executive, the, the owner of Universal Music Group. Yeah, his, his dad son, is like a His son nigga. is signed to him. His dad ain't, ain't rich, yeah, but he's signed cool. to one of them. Mm. I, think, I think one of the most interesting things about that whole take is that, <laughs> like, what does that say about music? What does that say about you having to find identity? And now people's identity is steeped into how many people you shot, what you did, where you from. What's your gangbang? This it, and that. 
I mean, I think that goes into the whole like mental landscape of things, which yeah. is a perfect segue into Simone Biles and like yes. all of that. Um, repeat your question one more time. Oh, well, what, what does that say about music or um, fame or what that means to be in the public eye when, when to be seen and to be noticed, it has to be um, steeped in violence or what did you do to this person? Did you rob them? Did you steal them? Did you shoot them? You I mean, I think them? I think that's a, a hip hop thing, and you can argue a, a country thing um, right. as well. They're just treated differently in the American zeitgeist. Um, but I mean, people want to stay relevant. That's not new. You, you, yeah. you do what you do what has to be done so that you can stay at the the top of your game. What's that? Old, what's that quote? Beware, old man in an industry where they die young. Facts. Right. Like so, you're gonna do whatever you have to do to maintain status and. Relevance, we we see it all the time. Even just talking about the baby, remember, until he got to a certain level, he was showing up to shows in a diaper, just to be able to make it, you know, be able to to stand out to folks. Um, and and so I don't. It was the same thing with Donald Trump, honestly. Like I I, I respected Donald Trump because everything he was doing, he was doing to maintain power. I get it, man. Like I completely understand it, and I, I'm not for it. But I respect the you're not doing anything different than any other person who had power has done in the last in the history of mankind. Right. And so Takashi's not doing anything that Madonna didn't do or that Prince didn't do with Ashless Chaps or um, or Ice Cube didn't do with making that diss track to N.W.A. Like all all of that. We can't fault him for doing what people respond to in the industry, and that's on us. And we talked about this before, right. how we as a public consume things that we probably shouldn't and give credence to things that we probably shouldn't in a way that elevates people's platforms, even if we're going against it. The same way we go against Kevin Samuels, the same way we go against Takashi. And Kevin's basically, every time we open our mouth about Kevin Samuels, somebody YouTubing him to get their toxic fix of the day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's, I hate, I, I, I can't even, I don't... I don't get how people who disagree with his takes actually listen to him to mm-hmm. get entertainment out of it's, that. It's mm-hmm. like a rise that they get out of that, mm-hmm. arguing with somebody who's different from them. But just to kind of stay on your point, man, it's an interesting idea of how mentally fucked we all really mm-hmm. are. Because mm-hmm. if you think about the music that we listen to, we don't stand for none of that shit. I don't want nobody dying. I don't want nobody's mother to die. I don't want. I don't want anybody in the world to be affected by gun violence. I at disagree. The end of the day. I mean, I personally. I'm disagree. talking about in the perfect world, though. Like a great day for you would be nobody getting killed, right? Take personal grudges, personal vendettas out. Like just perfect day. Nobody in your family would be affected, right? Correct. Everybody in your family's good. It's what like, you hold on, but like you mean, you mean like on a regular day. I don't. I don't go around thinking. Oh, I wonder. I, I hope this person would die. No, I don't even think that. I'm, I'm talking about like from a music standpoint, like what we consume, what we listen to is like steeped in violence. It's steeped in like drug misuse and some of that shit. I do. I would. You know, I'm, I mean, me personally, I'm, I may be the oddball out, but I mean, mm. I'm not talking about like on an enemy though. I'm talking about like how you would want it to affect you in your life. Oh fuck no, no. You wouldn't want any of that shit to happen. You don't want. Like, you don't want to see your family on drugs. You don't want to see, like, anybody you care about to be physically harmed and no shit like that. So, yeah, like, that's that's not how we really view the way that life should be, right? Right. But when we listen to music, it puts us in this place of, like, man, kill a nigga, fucking nigga, bitch. Like, 
smoke the finest dope, you know what I'm saying? Get high all day, lean pills. Mm-hmm. Like, for some reason, like, that makes some of the greatest music to us. Like, even Andre 3000 said it, right? He said, uh, Future makes the best depressing music of all time. Like, right. why the fuck do we fixate on that shit? Like, I mean, none of us want that. We don't understand what healthy mental health and healthy relationships looks like, which is why... Boosie skirted under the fucking uh, radar when he was talking about buying his 12-year-old nephews and son's sex. And we made fun of Will Smith for sitting at the red table with his wife showing <laughs> actual emotion and communication in a relationship. Right. We Perfect example is Simone Biles. We don't, we're so brainwashed by what an athlete is supposed to do and look like um, that we don't understand when somebody prioritizes their mental health over everything. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Kobe fan and Kobe was driven. Kobe was driven by being the best, which is cool. And he was just tough and played through injuries and all that shit because he wanted to not because like he felt any sort of societal pressure to do so. That was just his motivation. But I mean, even with Simone Biles, you know, the, her doing those twist, getting the twisties and falling and breaking her neck. People thought that that was more honorable than her being like, hey, my head's not in the right space to be able to do this safely. I'm going to walk away for now. Like, that is the level of just misconstruement we have when we try to understand what is good and, and righteous and true. And you can see that in every topic that we talked about today. Um, some would argue that it's good and righteous to true to not get vaccinated and not wear a mask. Right. You know, like some would argue that Kevin Samuels is true and righteous and, you know, 100% correct about everything that he talks about. Uh, we just can't there's we haven't reached that point where there's enough smart people to be able to overtake the dumb people mm-hmm. you know the the <laughs> people who don't understand what ment- good mental health looks like what good relationships look like what empathy and caring look like uh, and until we do we're going to keep running into these situations where people like Takashi use controversy and um and the baby uses homophobia. I was about to say homosexuality, which probably could have fit. Um, but <laughs> homophobia and hatred. And Boosie uses violence to drum up their, or threats of violence, I should say, to drum up their views. Yeah. Agreed. So safe to say everybody's a little fucked up. A little fucked up, and we got to all get our priorities together. Go to therapy, Nick. Go to therapy, niggas. Yes. Please do. Please I do. Highly encur- therapy has been by far the best thing to, like, help me. I want to share one story before we conclude. So last year, uh, when the pandemic first hit, right, I had a great job. But one would conceive as my dream job. Mm. Made good money. I got to literally take my friends to lunch as a part of workship because of the type of industries that they worked in and shit. And everything was all good. And I got laid off from that job unexpectedly. They told us prior, like, everybody's job safe. We got great lines of credit. We have a lot of cash in the bank. And they got laid off. I had never been in that space before. Right. Ever, ever, ever been in that space before. I was in the process of getting married, still trying to have to pay for a wedding. Mm-hmm. I got kids that I'm responsible for. So taking, making sure my kid is straight and shit like that. So... My anxiety got so fucked up during that time. Anxiety, a little, it was a light spat of depression, but it was way more anxiety than anything. Right. To where I developed like COVID-like symptoms, and it was all anxiety. I would literally get tested week after week after week, going to get tested because I thought I had fucking COVID, even though I was staying in the goddamn house. Wasn't even going to the grocery stores. I was doing the grocery store pickup and shit. 
Like at night when I would lay down, like I couldn't breathe when I laid on a certain side. I had to, I would find myself gasping for air and shit. Like when I would eat food, like it would be healthy food, like no fried food shit. I would get sick to my stomach and throwing shit up. Like until I talked to a fucking therapist. Right. I had to talk to a therapist because I didn't even know that shit was like a thing, bro. I still got like x-rays in my phone while I was getting like my insides checked, mm. like mad negative COVID tests. I was that anxiety ridden. And as soon as yeah. I started talking to somebody, bro, it wasn't like no instant. Once I once I was able to talk to somebody, it wasn't, once again, an overnight thing, y'all. Like after the first couple of days of my therapy sessions, I started to notice I can breathe. I didn't need to to smoke CBD and then like that to help me go to sleep. I was able to start like talking to my friends again, like having normal conversations and shit wasn't just so wrapped up into like the, the moment, the right. anxiety around COVID, the anxiety around being like laid off and shit. So talking to somebody really fucking helps, bro. Because if you don't handle your mm-hmm. anxiety, that shit can literally fucking kill you. Yep, It can fucking kill you, yo. So... That's my story. Anybody got any pardon shots, closing words before we get the fuck up out of here? Man, just um, learn how to communicate, people. Mm-hmm. Learn how to have dialogue. Learn how to give the other side the floor to to speak. And this is with anything. All the topics that we talked about are just based in basic communication, having an understanding of what we're looking at and just going from there. Um. Yeah, same thing for every week. Um, if you get into a domestic dispute, she calls the police. Make sure you scratch the fuck out your face. So y'all both can be sitting there together. <laughs> be blessed. Toxilations. Um, <laughs> get vaccinated or don't get vaccinated and stay at home and stop putting the rest of the rest of us at risk. Take care of your mental health. Um, don't do too much CBD. That shit makes you lethargic. Thanks. I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, and get a good night's sleep, guys. Yeah. Oh, make a donation to the HDO. It's called the Dexter Help Dexter Out Fund. Um, yeah. We try to save for a trip to Paris. So this nigga make that happen. And the GoFundMe for his travels. <laughs> Through the eyes of an angel. <laughs> Yo. All right, y'all, man. Catch us back in two weeks, guys. We're going to bring some more great content to you. The YouTube video for episode six is now live, guys. So we're available to you in more platforms than one. So we know some folks love the audio experience, but we also know folks love the video experience. So be on the lookout for episode seven dropping on YouTube fairly soon, guys. But episode six is now officially up. Again, appreciate you guys for rocking out with us. We are almost to a major milestone for our from a streaming perspective. And once again, thanks for rocking out with us, man. Y'all be easy. We will see y'all on the next episode. Peace. Later. Peace, nigga.